Just before we get started, I want to share with you one of our sponsors and a secret to our success. I don't know about you, but I got into commercial property to build a more passive income. But how do you manage multiple clients and contracts in multiple buildings without spending all of your time on endless spreadsheets? After a lot of research, we use Office R&D, the best flexible workspace software to manage our CMO buildings, co-working and flexspace. For starters, the automated bill run saves hours of work and means we don't miss any revenue. Plus, I can get many reports on the performance of each product and location. But here's the real clincher. We all need to focus on customers more and our clients can now use our app to access buildings, book meeting rooms, review their invoices. And there's a great feature where they can interact with our member community. And this is all managed from within the Office R&D platform. There's a partner link in the show notes so you can book a demo. Take a look, see how the system can improve your operations and customer experience. Right, make yourself comfortable. Let's get on with today's show. Proceed with caution, with your eyes open. Not just to threats, but to opportunities. Don't be fearful, be alert, be ready to jump in. Welcome back to the CPI podcast. Now, I've been wrestling with myself as to whether I do this particular episode or not. This topic, do I really want to make this statement? The headwinds are strong and I think the runway is long. I feel the mood music might be changing. We're still very well occupied across our portfolio, and I'm very grateful for that. I've asked a number of people in the community and my network on how things are going for them. I didn't direct the conversation in any particular way, just ask the questions and then shut up (laughs) to hear the answers of what people are actually experiencing. It was mixed, from the super positive, possibly chin-up kind of attitude to, well, pretty flat. And with some real-life examples of people now having to sell their expensive houses because interest rate costs. Now they've come off their fixed rate, it's completely unsustainable. They literally can't afford them. Those are isolated, but there are some real-life examples I came across. It's difficult to really ascertain how things are when you have a layer of positivity around go-getters. And perhaps by design, I have less go-do-nothing people in my network, so I may have heard a slightly biased positivity. However, living in Scotland has taught me one thing. There's only so long you can stand in the rain, saying how amazing it is and how alive you feel before you need to get back in the house and put a proper jacket on. It might be time for us to pull our wellies on, grab the Macintosh and get on the offensive. I'm not a fortune teller and I really don't know what's going to happen over the coming months, but I'm going to share my vaguely educated and experience-orientated guess. You don't need me to list the challenges that businesses are facing. It's long. Sometimes it seems that, as business owners, the blindfold has been put on One hand has been tied behind our backs and we still have that headache from some bug we caught recently which we haven't quite managed to shake off. And then someone spun us around on the spot five or six times and they're now shouting at us to produce more so they can use our money to fund their next silver bullet. Or is that just me? I mean, I don't want to get too political or anything like that. To me, it just seems that resi investing is under severe pressure right now, for more reasons than just the interest rate rises. Commercial only really has the rate rises as the headwind. Economic uncertainty is a problem, of course, but I'll cover that in a minute with the opportunities that might present. The other issue is 
the environmental impact of the built environment and what legislation is coming down the track to enforce improvements. However, that aside, once this flat period or downturn passes, commercial will be fine. But resi could take a long time to recover as a cash flow strategy, if at all. The thing we are all hanging our hat on is the lack of supply, i.e. the housing shortage. But with that change in interest rates, we may see that sector suffer, particularly from those that are looking for cash flow. In the midst of this, we have a banking sector that is hell-bent on using an outdated medical procedure on the economy to slow down growth, namely interest rates. There's talk of creating a recession even, all in the name of reducing inflation, which is mainly driven by external factors, in my opinion. It's like treating a patient who's lost a lot of blood with a good course of leeches. I mean, really? I'm not going to go into the whole economics of it, because if I would, or if I did, I'd maybe just make an idiot out of myself. There are far too many levers for anyone to give you a specific reason and solution to the macroeconomics. I just think there's too many people that tell you, it's this, it's that, if we just fix that. You'll hear those opinions in sound bites and on the news. Life and the, and the economy are far more complicated than an easy one-step formula. In fact, its effects can be different in each and every one of us, depending on our circumstances. But also due to our positioning in the lead-up to the current situation and, critically, our mindset for the way ahead. So let's not talk about things we have little chance of changing. Let's focus on what we do know and what we can do. One thing is more certain than a late bus. Confusion and market turbulence brings big problems and big opportunities. The circumstances are entirely different to last time. 2007-2013 is what I'm referring to. And I'm saying 2007-2013 to is because the tail, the impact on commercial after the initial 2008 shock was actually quite long. Opportunities kept presenting themselves years after. And money was the problem back then. Money's still accessible right now, albeit on a more restricted supply compared to more recent times, but it is available, just at a higher cost. Plus, there's more personal wealth and an acceptance of private debt, which many of us have benefited from over the last few years. The low interest rates drove people to seek better returns, which opened up that opportunity for people to maybe lend on a peer-to-peer -peer basis. Now, what do I mean by that phrase? The headwinds are strong and the runway is long. Let me explain myself. My feeling is that the cost of energy, particularly for property, that's heating and lighting and power, the restriction of labour and the minimum wage rises are all slowly strangling growth. They're not happening instantly. It's just taking time. No shit, Sherlock, I hear you say. But the interest rate rises are the real latent impactor, if that's a true phrase. The rises are affecting so few people right now due to fixed rates. But as more and more come off those rates, it will slow them down tremendously. Many won't be able to grow at all. So demand from them will stop. I'm talking about investors here mainly. Some will inevitably need to sell because the numbers don't now make sense. Like the stories I heard of people having to sell their own extravagant home because of the interest rate rises. But this is why I think these headwinds combined are going to result in a sustained slower period. The long runway, if you will. 
the runway could be going downhill, I just don't know how far. And as I said, that is macro. You and I work in micro and local economies. It's not time to sit on your hands and let it happen to you. Have you heard ever heard of the boiled frog? We need to be ready. Now, we all have heard that recently. But what does it mean for commercial investors? Here's the landscape as I see it for the private investor. Not institutional investors. They're in a different position. Commercial property prices will be suppressed due to yield expansion. That's basically where investors are looking for a higher return and therefore to be able to be getting a higher return, either the rent's got to go up or the sale price has to come down. But not everyone will be forced to sell, of course, and some will try to ride out the pain. Last time around, the banks were really aggressive. Not this time, I think. Again, leading to a longer, smoother runway. There'll be people losing their nerve, of course, and trying to sell, which will lead to opportunities for us. And there will be some tertiary locations with longer vacancy periods. We just have to think about how we can work around that. What will be the impact for us? And landlords with leases in place that are coming to an end will be getting concerned. Again, those troubles, that uncertainty might lead to opportunity. As private investors looking at local projects, we need to un- we need to understand the fundamentals of what we're basing our decisions on and that they're correct. The market analyzer, which I talk about a lot, which is on the website, is crucial for us to work out the gaps. Because as markets change, so will opportunities. It's not that the market gets um, significantly smaller. It just changes and pushes out in different areas. Some markets will do well. Others will thrive. Some will take much longer to recover. Remember, sections of the commercial market were depressed significantly after COVID. Sectors such as retail and office spaces in city centres. So they've already had an adjustment. Maybe things won't affect them quite so much already because the needle's already been dialed down. Other sectors will remain strong, such as student accommodation at scale, particularly for international students, potentially logistics as well, albeit, again, that's coming off the peak. Here's the thing, though. Who are your customers? A slowdown or abrupt stop doesn't tend to last long for parts of the small business community. They are and need to be nimble. And dare I say it, flexible. And of course, that's where we come in. Flexibility and service space gives businesses the room to breathe whilst the storm passes. That type of comfort comes at a premium, by the way. And the period of sitting on their hands is relatively quick. I noticed this during the last couple of hiccups experienced by the economy. People sit on their hands, they pause, but then they start acting relatively quickly. And as small businesses, you can't afford to sit on your hands for very long. You need to move. You need to go after new markets or contract, sell more stuff to your existing customers, expand into altogether new markets, minimise costs and improve your nimbleness. But business vitality isn't usually an option for a business owner. Now, all of our stock filled quickly because of the reasons I just gave after the 2008-9-10 crisis and after COVID. The key thing for us is understanding that the window of panic, if there is one, will be relatively short. It isn't long and convoluted, giving you lots of time to potter about and think about all these easily identifiable opportunities. They're not that easy to spot. And remember, 
Everyone at that stage is in panic mode and the world is ending. Everything's bad. My one piece of advice is start learning now. Prepare yourself. You seldom hear of someone who leapt in both feet first and cleaned up during a period of economic challenges. It's usually a well-prepared person who's witnessed it all before and recognises the signs. When the window is open, if you don't know what you're looking for, it may already be too late. Okay, for me, I wanted to get this message out. I hope it's not put the fear of God up you or turned you off the podcast. It's only my opinion. I think the winds are changing. I would be very happy for this to be total nonsense, of course. But I feel that as well as presenting my topic areas in a positive light, I also have to drop in a dose of how it really is. Your professional Rick Severe or your accountant or Billy in the pub will be giving you their opinion, just as I have. It's up to you to come up with your own conclusions and act accordingly. Proceed with caution, with your eyes open. Not just to threats, but to opportunities. Don't be fearful, be alert, be ready to jump in. Hi there, I hope you're enjoying the content delivered on the CPI podcast. Even though it's free to listen to, it actually takes quite a bit of time and financial commitment to deliver each and every episode. Did you know that by leaving a positive written review, you, yes, you, will have a direct impact on the visibility of the podcast? And that's really important because by reaching a wider audience, it helps our team to continually improve the overall content that we deliver to you week after week. For some of you, leaving a review will be second nature, but for others, it might be a first one. Open your podcast app, pick the CPI podcast and search for previous reviews. And on iTunes in particular, click to look at all of the reviews and then you'll see an option to leave a written review. Go on, it'll only take two minutes and it'll really make our day. And we genuinely read every single one of them.